Welcome back to RSN Central. You are joined by Jason Bonington and also Blake Redden here. We're doing a little bit of gate speed. We're going to look back at the week that was in harness racing, or the weekend that was primarily, and a little bit of a look forward with some magnificent nominations for the Ballarat Cup, Bakes, which is night one of SOG, which is the summer of glory. Three weeks of elite harness racing here in Victoria. How are you this afternoon? Good. Can certainly tell you're up and about for mm-hmm. it, but uh, up for the fight. Yeah. Looking forward to it, as I think has been the case for the last couple of weeks. There's been action all over Australasia, really, so we've got plenty of different points to cover off, but looking forward to talking about the last week and also what's to come. Won't be very long till we have to get to race four at Hillsville. Talking a bit like Kermit the Frog there for a moment, but uh, we better touch on the win of Phoenix Prince, who's now won three regional features in Victoria, which has been the best season of Country Cup racing that I can remember in the last decade, to be honest. Uh, been a lot of changes in that space over the last 10 years, particularly the last few years with the abolition of standing starts. But Phoenix Prince, he it's freakish what he's done, really, because most of the big Country Cup plays in the last few years have been on pace, is quite often leading to win Country Cups. He just comes from off any speed and can do extraordinary things. Didn't get a card into it at Shepparton on Saturday night and was too good for some very good horses, including our Uncle Sam. He was. He was, and um, he sort of just continues... 26 into 6, by the way. Yeah, well, mm. um, the 26 Pay was the punters. wrong early, wasn't yeah, it? But probably was, yeah. Uh, he just continues to, to sort of, as you say, lift to to every challenge that's asked of him. And, um, you know, Geelong Cup winner, now a Shepparton Cup winner. He's, uh, you know, he, he's rightly earned his spot heading towards the Hunter Cup. And who's to say what he can do in a race like that if he's off speed and they go really quickly. So he's, um, he's a horse that's always, I think, shown a lot of ability. It probably took him a little while to, to sort of get to this level, but the last... Six, eight, twelve weeks, uh, he couldn't have done anything more. And, and as you say, he didn't have any favours on the weekend, but he was still able to really now Uncle Sam, who led, and um, and some beat Shadow ran third. Lock and Vrat was the unlucky runner, obviously lo- locked in behind them, but um, take nothing away from Phoenix Prince. He's, um, he's a very good horse. He's gotten better and better and better because the win at Geelong, he just got some incredibly fortunate, miraculous gaps late in one. Cranbourne was dominant coming from off speed, but there was something about the fact, as I mentioned, no card in, Really good horses ahead of him. And to win the way he did, Phoenix Prince, I think that, uh, you know, I, well, I'm not sure he can definitely win a Hunter Cup, but I'll tell you what, he'll, he'll be in the mix for whatever he can test away his racing. And somehow, inexplicably, he's drawn level with Code Black on the Trots Country Championship Yeah, but ladder. if he did a count back, he's got more wins, hasn't he? Yeah, so they're, they're level at the minute. Right. Um, obviously, with races still to go, we'll see how that plays out. But Code Black was often gone. And Phoenix Prince has just reeled him in with with a long time left in the season. We, just quickly, we're going to go to Hillsville in a moment, but can anybody else apart from one of those nah, two win? No, nah, I think San Carlo's on 11 um, with Tam Major, so I'd say they're too far off. There's there. a little bit of San Carlo Buster Brady about this. They're just going to go to yep. war through the course of the, the remainder of the country cup season, which culminates at Mildura. Mildura, of course, yeah. yeah. So um, that'll be a great race too. Anything more you want to add before we jump on to point two with... Phoenix Prince, was there anybody else in the race? I thought that our Uncle Sam was very brave. It turned out in some ways very much as we expected. My boy San Carlo, I think, was below his best again. So um, potentially back to the drawing board. We've only got a couple of weeks to try and sort things out to have a dip at the Hunter Cup where he's going to need to draw very well. I thought our Uncle Sam was really good. Were there any other runs out of the Shepparton Cup that caught your eye? Um, oh, I mentioned Lachlan Varad. He was... Uh... Oh, of course. You know, a bit of an issue, I guess, that he, he was crossed by Sicario again. I think a lot of people thought he'd be able to hold Sicario if he wanted to. That wasn't the case, so that's concerning. Uh, but he's he's sort of, you know, done enough at that level to say he's going to be very competitive going forward. Uh, yeah, San Carlo, maybe, you know, I've been saying it for a little while, maybe it's just time to drive him differently. Mm. Just just sit back off speed, 
give him a softer run, see what it's like. Um, you know, he's he's going to pull wherever he's in transit probably. So, uh, yeah, but um, he was he was just average, you'd have to say, and nothing else really to ta- take from the rest. I'll give you the gym, bay, the bongo drum. I reckon that um, Locke and Varad... David Moran was very open, I think, suggesting that in that first up when at Cobram, as easy as it was, that he was only probably about 90% fit. I reckon he was probably 93 to 95% fit going into Shepparton. He's run another massive race. I reckon 100% fit he wouldn't get crossed by Sicario. I reckon he's quick enough to hold hold quick horses from inside draws when yeah. it's just a matter of it's the intent of wanting to really rush him out and, and the willingness to burn him up early in a race. I, I I didn't speak to David Moran last week, but I think he himself would have felt that the $2 that they were offering about Lock and Varart was wrong under the circumstances. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I don't think many people disagree with that. Yeah. He didn't drift wildly, but he certainly But he drifted. got backed into $2, which was... A, yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah, it was a bit of a yo-yo, but... Um... Oh, look, he's he's proven in that run alone that he's going to be competitive at the top level. McLovin does enough to take the George Gath, and, and God bless him for doing so, because they had him one out in every single uh, quaddy combination, so we needed him to win. He only just arrived on the line, and we were having a little chin wag, a little bit of a conclave earlier on today about whether he was disappointing or whether circumstances didn't suit. You presented a case, I presented a case. What have you settled on ultimately, Bakes? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm happy just to leave it up in the air a little bit and see where bit we of George land. Clooney. Yes, see where, well... Average movie. I thought it was okay. Oh, well, the second time I watched it, it was much better. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Might have to um, might have to give it another go. I sort of lost interest halfway through, to be honest. But um, beside the point, McLovin, yeah, I thought on face value, he was a bit disappointing. I know they went uh, pretty slow through that first part of the final mile. Um, but, you know, he had every possible. And Sunon's Courage, who is a good horse, uh, but, but has been getting back to his best, slipped away from him. And, you know, it was very hard to tell who had won on the uh, on the camera angle we had, but clearly McLovin did win, and he won by a head, so it wasn't um, it wasn't a nose or anything. But yeah, look, I, I'm just of the belief that what I've seen with Tornado Valley, he's still a better horse. Now I know the the you know the word is from the stable and whatnot that that McLovin is right there with him, but I don't know that I've seen that yet. Personally. Oh no, <laughs> not only have you not seen it, nobody's seen it. I mean, it's like two. Two footy players who are as good as each other on the track, and you know, in training drills, and then one of them seems to always be the the better player when they go out. Now they haven't met each other very many times. I think they, they may have only met once, and they both ran the worst race yeah. of their careers. Yep. Um, Tornado Valley and McLovin, but Tornado Valley has a score on the board, and it just seems like he knows exactly what to do when he gets out there. McLovin, having said that, you know, he won he won the Bill Collins on his merit. The thing is, he doesn't. I think you identified this really early. He just doesn't have point-to-point, incredibly quick snap speed. Yeah. And he was forced into a position uh, on the weekend where the tempo wasn't there. They've only gone two minutes flat or a tick over that uh, for the middle trip, which is not one of the longer middle trips at Shepparton and the George Gath. Um, we should mention that Andy would, would have been absolutely... At, well, he sort of said on socials he was incredibly thrilled to win the race again, um, of course, with the, the family heritage. But basically, I wasn't that disappointed. Maybe on face value it wasn't... You know, as dominant as you would have liked from such a short price favourite, but I thought it was it was good enough. But uh, you've got it up in the air, and we wait for McLovin to go around again. And at some stage, he is going to have to meet Tornado Valley, so we'll be able to settle the debt then and there. Harley uses late speed in Hamilton feature. This was, of course, Hurricane Harley. Great drive by Kima Frenning, just sat parked outside of Duke of Wellington, who's a horse we've both got a very big opinion of, winner of the City of Melton Plate. 
and a massive run on the four-year-old Bonanza last season. But look, with the scratching of Lumineer, unfortunately the race wasn't the spectacle that most had hoped it would be. But it was a great little tactical battle between our two leading or two of our three leading female drivers. And on this occasion, that burst speed that uh, one of my favourites, Hurricane Harley, does possess won the day. Yeah, it's an interesting call. Two of our three, I'd say two of our four possibly. But, um, you know, that's that's a, an opinions game. I'd like to know who your third third in that group is. Uh, sorry, Kate Gatherwood. Okay, Jody uh, Quinlan misses a berth in in the conversation. I'm talking about the ones that are sort of if you, if you go through the driving leaderboard, and Jody's obviously cruel by that because she's yeah. uh, been out for so long. But you could include Jackie Parker and Lisa Moles. I don't True. see why you're getting controversial. Well, no, you're the show. one who was trying to limit you're the group. Missing Gareth. Um, <laughs> yeah, move forward. <laughs> oh, Hurricane Harley. It was just it was it was an outstanding drive by Kima Frenning to to make it a sprint home. She didn't um, pressure Duke of Wellington. He was first up. I'm sure. Under different circumstances, Karen Manning maybe would have run a quicker mile in front uh, if he wasn't, um, you know, I suspect a little bit underdone, Duke of Wellington, because really it did play into Hurricane Hulley's hands because we know his best asset is, is his really high speed. And even though he sat parked, he, um, he controlled the race and just outdashed Duke of Wellington. So 26-1 home, they don't go much quicker than that. And um, Hurricane Hulley's done the job, so uh, not under any se- severe pressure, which I want to see him under in good races, but that will come in time. Yep. Uh, just good to see him bounce back because he went through a war there at was it Cram, but it was wasn't it where he was where he was uh, yep. thrown to the wolves to some degree and um, he, he ran a he did ran... He go through a war or did he just well he, sit he, behind them and not run on oh yeah he, he actually he didn't just hand straight up to ten major a lot of people think yeah. he did but he actually kicked up a little, for a little bit and he burnt he burnt up and it was a different experience for him we saw even with Lock and Varad you know it's very very difficult you, a storm inside I mean. You know, it's very difficult for these younger horses that haven't been there before to go and have a crack at it. I didn't think Hurricane Harley was ultra disappointing in his first crack against the big boys, and it was great to see him bounce back. He'll be headed towards the chariots of fire, you would have thought, and probably the four-year-old bananas are along the way. Point number four, from one of my favourite horses, Hurricane Harley, to one of yours, Chase Auckland. He charges home in perfect Aussie lead-up. Got the text message through straight after the race, the Cambridge Mile. I don't know whether you'd had a couple of vodkas at that stage, but None. you were very up and about. One of the biggest wins of all time. No, I didn't say that at How all. How big was he, Chase Auckland? But didn't I, say that at look, all. It was, it was a very good win. The mile rate wasn't spectacular. The last quarter wasn't outrageous. And the horses who ran sort of second to fourth, you wouldn't say they're A++++ graders, but visually the win was stunning. I think Max Shard ran fourth, didn't he? He's, he's run second in Inter Dominion. Well, I think he went into Inter Dominion about 1,000 to yeah, 1. Yeah, well, horses just don't do what he did at Cambridge. They just don't do it. Horses lead and win at Cambridge. So is, I know the is, he, gr- is he a grinder he as we thought he was, or is he a speed horse? Well, it seems like he's got a bit of everything. I yeah. mean, Mark Purden, <laughs> Mark Purden sitting behind him now. Yeah. That's uh, that's a sign that he wants to drive him in Australia, I assume. And uh, based on what he did, I mean, visually, you only have to go back and watch it. And he's run straight now. You'll say the fixer sprung a shoe, but he's run straight. Don't say it. It just happened. Yep. So you'll yeah. say it <laughs> as a fact. Yeah. Uh, but. He's run straight past the quickest yeah. or one of the quickest horses in work, mm. wide on the track. Um, you know, he, he could have won by further. Bigger track, he would have absolutely smashed them by further. So, I'd mean, you know, you can think of it what you like. But oh, um, I th- I, Hey, I thought it was a really good win. I, I just, I, I He's th- clearly self-assured's biggest danger in the Ballarat Cup, by far. Right. Okay. Well, we'll find out. We'll go through the nominations. That's down there as point seven. We'll get to that after we hit the Robbie Test for race five. But we've got a couple. If more. you can keep your time right, there's a couple we can more. Time uh, well. Look, I think we're going to go okay at the moment. We seem <laughs> to be on track. 
Oscar back on track with soft winner. He was never really off track with the Oscar Bonavina, but I think that, you know, you have that impression of these rising stars that they've got to win everything they can test. That didn't happen for Oscar Bonavina at his previous start, but he just sat in the 1-1 and you couldn't have had you couldn't have had enough on in transit in the uh, in the Trotters feature at Cambridge on Friday night. And he just went straight past well, what we believe to be the best, a couple of the best trotters going around in uh, New Zealand at the moment. Winterfell in particular, or Winterlol, as you uh, as you named him through the Inter-Dominion series before he went on to take that title. But Oscar Bonavina, he's the freak show. And Let's bring all our offline chats on here, eh? See what you've said. See what you've said over the journey, that wasn't eh, mate. Offline. That was uh, that was an offline that, chat. No, it yeah. wasn't. That was on. Um, it absolutely. That was, was on the podcast. Okay. Oscar Bonavina won one, and you couldn't have had enough. And he's the freak show. He's going to be a star attraction for the Summer of Glory because. I genuinely think some people are going to come to Tabcorp Park, Melton, just to see Oscar Bonavina. That's how much hype is around him at the moment. Yeah, well, I must say I was a little bit disappointed on first viewing of his run on New Year's Eve, and then when I went back and looked at it again, I thought, well, actually, staying trip, sitting parked, he's clearly he's returned to the mile on the weekend, and, um, you know, he's he's just an excellent sprinter. He's a great mile horse. Can he do it over a staying trip? Well, that's something we're going to find out through the Great Southern Star. Uh, but what more can he do at this stage? I mean, he's um, he's got that big boom. I think it's been confirmed that Nat Rasmussen said he could be one of the best trotters we've ever seen, let alone one that they've trained. So um, I guess time will tell. But you're right, people will flock to the track to see him because horses, trotters, generally don't have that sort of speed, but he does. I reckon the two best trotters, I'm going to get this wrong somewhere along the line, I reckon, but I reckon Pride of Petit and probably I Can Do's are nearly the best two trotters yep. the Mark's ever had. So if Oscar Bonavini continues on the track that he's on, then there's no reason why he can't be um, well, well, right when, up with when, them. When that but, but says will he, will... he could be the best trotter we've ever seen, mm. you would think he would elevate himself above those two. Well, he'd have to, wouldn't he, if he's going to be the best we've ever seen. But, uh, look, he's still a long, long, long way away from that, but he is going to attract plenty of people to the Summer of Glory. Point six before we go to the fifth event at Hillsville, which is spelled Hellsville here on this uh, run sheet. Caviar Star gets splits to take Frio Cup. Um, it was a very quickly run race, 154-2 over the long trip at Gloucester Park, the first of their two big, uh, big open-class features there in the West. He got the gun run, Caviar Star. Visually, it didn't look like they were going that quickly, but Vampiro just crossed them, which is not easy to do from wide out on the track, and just ran along from there with Colin Brown, and it probably left an opportunity for someone who was stalking the speed, and ultimately it was Stewie McDonald and Caviar Star. I'm not 100% sure what to make of the race going forward, even into next week, let alone in terms of whether these horses could be really competitive on the eastern seaboard. Your thoughts, Bakes? Oh, well, there's probably a number of different things to unpack here. One is... Two of the favourites for the race didn't get there and probably won't get there again this week for the WA Pacing Cup. Orlando and Myfield Marshall. Um, so Plains just not uh, not playing ball there, which means it could strengthen that Ballarat Cup even further, potentially, uh, depending on what happens in the next 48 hours. But uh, for that reason, I suppose it, it immediately took a little bit of the shine off the race. Um, and uh, and look, Caviar Star's a, you know, an unheralded horse in many ways. I don't think many of our Eastern Coast friends would have heard much about him but he's you know he's come from New Zealand obviously Gary Hall Senior's uh, done an excellent job with him got him to this point where if he uh, if he drew to get that good run um, you know he can win a, a Fremantle Cup so yes everything played out with him uh, good drive by Stu McDonald to get him across the line is he is he going to come east ever I'd be surprised 
I think he'll do his damage in Perth and, and stay there for most of his life and, and earn really good money over the next three or four seasons. But um, you're right. It, I mean, Bill Haley was a bit of an eye-catcher late, obviously had the soft run, um, and he's probably the one that has the most upside. I reckon in the field, Shockwave obviously did some work and is a younger horse, but Bill Haley's still uh, getting there at this level. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to probably give you any insights you don't have on the race, but... Um, I think going forward, probably Bill Haley's the one I'm most keen to back in a WA Cup. He's got sensational speed, Bill Haley. And the thing about that racing over there in the West is it doesn't, unless you're on the mighty Quinn, it doesn't often help you because it's not the kind of... My hard copy was pretty good from off speed in a couple of races. Yeah, but I think that, I think what's underrated about those horses is that, well, we're not, not about Quinny, but even my hard copy is you could sustain the rage for quite a while. It wasn't though you can just sit off and, and you have that, Bill Haley, to me, seems like the kind of horse that's got a really good short burst of speed. Yeah. But very few horses win big races like that at Gloucester Park. But he, he is pretty exciting. I'm not sure that any of those horses um, could strike much of a blow over, you know, if they were contesting a, a Hunter Cup or a Miracle Mile or, you know, one of the genuinely big Eastern Seaboard races at the moment. But um, people... Well, they couldn't. That's a fact. Well, <laughs> no, it is. It's people, a fact. people say I'm quite, you know... I can be a little bit negative about West Australian racing, but it's 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 us- it's often been unbelievably outstanding. I think it's just going through a slight flat spot at the moment without a genuine, absolute megastar to carry the can. And obviously, Galactic Star, you know, is part way to being that. He had some success in the Inter Dominion Series last year, but things didn't work out for him in the race, and and he was uh, all but tailed off at the end. Or he was tailed off, so uh, I guess he's the one that can turn it around pretty quickly in a WA Cup and and bring some depth to the form, but. Um, if he doesn't fire, that you know probably doesn't look great. Ballarat Cup nominations, lay them on me, please, mate. Sure. Which way do you want to start? Do you want to start by the highest rated horse or the lowest rated horse? Highest. Highest rated horse will be Myfield Marshall if he runs. Mm-hmm. If he can't get to Perth, a very slim winning chance for me. Fastest horse of all time. We know winning that uh, Miracle Mile. No, no uh, hope for me. I would have thought. Ag's White Sox. Slightly more hope, but on the outer for mine. Yep. Of course, he was involved in that horror incident with Ricky May, who's doing. Much, much better now, which we're very pleased about, I'd say, outside hope. Chase Auckland, the, the second in command here. Uh, <laughs> some hope, some hope. He, he, he need to draw well and get favours, Chase Auckland. I know you've got a bigger opinion of him than me, but he's like his win uh, at Cambridge was very good. Phoenix Prince, slightly more chance than AG's White Sox, but not really heaps between them. You, anybody who says he's got no hope, like, they can't have watched him. He keeps coming up at Massive Oz and he just keeps winning, so... Would you have him a vastly superior hope to AG's White Sox? Um... Not vastly superior, but he's on his home deck. I think that AG's White Sox, yeah, no, yeah, I'd say he's a better hope. Berisari's nominated, but even if she went round, no chance. (sighs) No, probably probably couldn't win the race. I'll tell you what, could do a bit of Sunbeach Shadow that you did. You could run top five or six with the right run, Berisari, but he can't win. Tam Majors on the outer now. Yeah, he's just struggling a little bit, isn't he? I mean, he's been through a lot of wars, and uh, right now... I don't know if he's going to make it as an absolute A-plus grader, but at the moment he's sort of more of a B-plus. He's a very good horse tear major, but I don't think he'll be winning the Ballarat Cup. Our Uncle Sam, personally, I probably struggle to see why he actually wins the race. I'm sure he'll run well, but, but outside winning chance, probably more than Field Marshal, but less than AG's White Sox. Yeah, I'd put him up there. Oh, yeah, outside winning chance, because I can see a way he wins the race. I think he's probably better coming from just off speed than leading like he did at Shepparton. If you rack him up, Tiger Pie replicates the run from 12 months ago. He'll, he won't. He'll run top four, uh, but on all facts... He was an amazing evidence, run 12 months ago, but you can... Yeah, no, no, no. 1,000 to 1. Yep. Uh, Code Bailey can clearly win. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Phoenix Prince went, went massive at Bendigo and couldn't get near Code Valley. He was a machine, or as Jay Lee said, the rock star, he's a lion at the moment. So he's he's got the freak factor. Some beat Shadows, obviously. A 1,000 to 1 can't win. Can't win. No, no, can run another great race, but can't yep. win. My Kiwi mate, struggle to see him win, but um, he's probably... Same deal. Equal with my field marshal, or... A bit below, I'd say. A bit below, okay. Uh, Storm inside probably won't run. Uh, hard to see him. You know, unless everything fell his way being... You got mail? No. I just don't think after the Bendigo Cup, they'd go back to the well here, but maybe they will home. they found out what was wrong, or if yeah, they, yeah. they might. Okay. I'd, I'd love to see him there, because no one will know what to, what quite to do with him. We'll be calling Emma Stewart straight away and working out whether he's a legitimate winning hope, you would have thought. Self-assured is likely to be a equal, even money favourite or shorter? Uh, it depends on the draw, but yeah, we'll, we'll almost certainly start favourite for the race, and is definitely the one to beat. Ideal, some magic Van Danta somewhere secret, all clear nose. Now say those again. Ideal Magic, no, Van Danta, no. Somewhere Secret. Probably none of them will get a run, probably. Fake Smile, very unlikely. Yeah, we'll can't win the race. And the little question mark runner for me, Demon Delight. He's low on the ratings. Obviously, mm. random barrier draw, but I wouldn't totally rule him out of running a, a very good race. Just go, just feel there's a little bit of lock and var art about it, though. We, it's okay... We know he's got a devastating turn of foot and all the rest, but he's if they go as quick as they have been in most of the country cups this season, then it takes, we know for these really brilliant young horses, it takes that explosive pace out of them at the finish of their races the first few times they try and do it. I get I get that he'll add a lot to the race if he's there, but I think that, um, I think it would be, well, it'd be mind-blowing if he was able to win. And before we go, the EB Cochrane Trotters Cup, Tornado Valley there, McLovin not, um, and... Dance Craze is the other one that's there with Wobbly. All right, we're very close to a start for race two at Dubbo. Alaskan Ore is your favourite, 420 into 260, well supported. We've got more spice at 460, also into 350, so it's had specking. Castle Hyde is five out to 550. Only other one in single figures is Lano, $7 into six. So Where's really, Woodley? They, <laughs> they reckon it's a four-horse race, 310, one and eight. Cole Hodges, who's calling the action, has gone 310, one and two. Appreciate your thoughts and time this morning, Bakes, and I cross my fingers for you tomorrow morning. Out, we'll be out there at Ballarat doing the outside broadcast for the draw, and I hope for your sake that your boy, you've decided to adopt love children just like myself. Chase Auckland's one of those. I hope for your sake he draws well, mate. Thanks, Bon. I appreciate that. All right.